Hello, hello, hello. I am back, baby. Welcome to the Trio Trio Positivity Podcast. The trio is finally back to three people, and we could not be more excited. We appreciate all of you joining us today. For those joining us for the first time, this is a Chicago Sports Talk Podcast. We'll be trying to skim the Chicago sports scene, you know, and kind of ring out some positivity because, you know, there's usually not much to find there. I'm your host, Boo Pen, joined as always by my positive brigade members, Miller and CJ. Pew, 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 pew. How you How was the trip? You've been, you've been gone for a whole week, and that's how you, you brought this energy up. I'm not even ready for that. Dude, the treat was amazing. Oh, dude, we got to do one together. Just incredible. Great time with the boys. Shout out to the boys if you're listening. Uh, Don't you know, worry. My liver we... might need a transplant after that, but we're we good. We're good. Don't worry. We'll we'll travel together to the 2023 uh, Chicago Bears Super Bowl. No worries about that. 2024? 2023, 2024. Yeah, fucking, this year. Fucking idiot. It's not this year. It's in February of next year. Are you even a football it's considered, fan? It's considered the 2023-24 season. Oh, no, it is not. Yeah, but you said 2023. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the yeah. Gets played mm-hmm. in 2024. The bulk of the season. It's, it's, we're taking advantage. We are taking advantage of a vodka drunk Miller, and it's not fair. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on. Um, you can find us on Facebook under Trio Positivity Podcast. Please uh, follow us on Twitter or X or whatever else it is these days at Trio Positivity. Um, boys, you ready for today's episode? It's a good one, okay? We are going to talk into a couple of news that stood out to us. CJ's got his Women's World Cup update that he loves doing for some reason. Uh, we have some preseason notes, just notes around the league. Some people thought it was more important than the other ones. We won't get into that a little bit. Miller's got his Bears corner. He's got a couple of Bears he wants to talk about from the corner. But the more important part, if you live in Chicago, you know the big news from the south side. We're going to cover that. There's really good positivity, good news coming on the Wrigley north side. And we'll finish it off with talking about the Chicago Bears, you know. Um season's getting closer we have some questions probably have more questions than answers we'll just talk through that a little bit you boys ready let's rock and roll all right i feel like i've done a lot of talking so cj what did you want to talk about this week well the women's world cup has come to an end um miller's homer pick finally ended spain ended up winning one nothing yes Spain ended up scoring in the 29th minute. And kind of like we said before, even though with all the controversy, you still get out there and you still win. Spain is obviously one that has proven that point. On a uh, particular note, Sweden did come in third over Australia. Australia finishing fourth with their highest placement. Still pretty good. In history, yeah. That's pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. Congratulations to Spain. Congratulations to all the women. It's it's and a cool that, it's a cool we, uh, story. That's it's pretty sweet. Maybe we can give them all give them a nice fresh kiss on the lips. Oh, yeah. You 
<laughs> Did mm. you know what you're doing? You know what you're doing, right? Yeah, I th- he has to know what he's of doing. Of course I know what I'm doing. Okay. Jeez. Okay, thank you. I, that would be way too nice of a coincidence if you just said that out of the blue. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not even something I wanted to bring up because even in Men's World Cup, you don't do that. So why would you think it's okay to do it on this one? But it's just uh, in the moment. But yeah, definitely inappropriate. Uh, uh, he like released a statement and then re-released a second statement, <laughs> apologizing for the first statement. So it was awesome. <laughs> now, but congrats to Spain. Well done. Um, we talked about some of the issues they were dealing with. England too, right? Similar issues. They were working over some commissions and stuff like that. But well done. Good tournament. CJ said it last week. Great, great ratings. G- good for women's soccer all around. So kudos. Um, and shout out to Australia and New Zealand for hosting it. A lot of the stadiums had good, good amount of crowd, so good on them. Yeah, uh, yeah, coming in fourth ain't bad for Australia too. Um, props all around. Um, Miller, props any messages to any messages to Alex Alex Morgan? We probably will never she, talk about women's soccer ever again. First of all, she's going to be in the twenty twenty seven World Cup. I hope I did my math right, really quick. Um, but her inbox is already full. I've already checked and I've already filled it up. So no more messages for her. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Alex, if you're listening, Miller is, is a big fan and wants to connect. So please, you know, have your people reach out to his people and do your thing. So, you know, just setting setting my boy up, you know. Um, all right. Um, I wanted to talk about some of the preseason update. Uh, we know we're halfway. I, mean, I don't know. There's three preseason games. So we are like two thirds of the way done with the preseason, right? One more real preseason week left. But if it's anything like the week four preseason, nothing would happen, right? No starters would play. It'd be a pretty like dead week. So I thought it'd be a good time to bring up some updates just around the league. Uh, maybe some fantasy, some with bigger fantasy impacts than others. But the biggest news out there, guys, I wanted to bring up is Jonathan Taylor. Uh, you know, the whole controversy going on right now. He's unhappy with the Colts, not bringing up his contact. His The owner keeps saying the stupidest thing I've ever seen, I think. An owner say they have approved him to seek trade. And per ESPN article, six teams have expressed interest and two have actually put out trade offers out there for him. Um, unprecedented situation. One quick note before we get into the situation is... Bears have the second best odds to land him on DraftKings. That's all I will say. And what I I wanted to throw it to you guys, right? Just he was one of the best running backs in the business two years ago. I know injury hasn't been his friend, but just the fact that he's not even finished his he's in his fourth year. We are looking into this like Titan of a like a heads head heads up matchup between the owner and the running back. I thought it was incredible. Um, wanted to get your thoughts on it. If you guys had any, any anything to share there about the situation. While Ursay has been a complete jackass for the most part, I do agree with his premise. Um, I feel like running backs are not not as important as other pieces on the team. So I am never willing to pay that much for a running back, even an elite running back. Sorry, we've already discussed the stats. The stats of the last time a running back of a high considered 
a high caliber running back won the Super Bowl, and it was like a long time ago. I think it was like over about 10 years ago plus. So they're not needed to be successful in the NFL. So I don't see paying it. But again, the lack of respect man to man that Ursay is giving to Taylor is 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 definitely a sticking point. But I don't want the Bears to get him. I don't want us to trade for him. I think the biggest reason why we are in the conversation is because we have those two picks. I don't think Poles will do it. He's already come on the record, stated that he doesn't value running backs that high. Um, so we'll see. It's a, it's definitely an interesting situation. We'll see where he goes. Odds are he'll probably just continue to play in Indy and then just leave at the end of the year just because no one's going to be wanting to give up it. I think Miami's got the best shot, if anybody. Yeah, I think Miami have the best odds, you're right. But you're right, it's a tricky situation. After you bring him on, you probably have to sign him to a long, long-term deal and you have to give Indy picks too. I think it's a, re- a team going in on him. I can see a, like a favorite like Buffalo or someone going for him, you know, like... Uh, really screw up someone's uh, fantasy football pick of James Cook earlier in the week, you know, a keeper of sorts. But I think that might be the best case scenario. Even it could be a midseason trade too. I just think there's a lot, lot of possibilities up there. A um, couple of the news to wrap it up. Uh, this section, uh, unless CJ, no, he, keep on going. All right, um, Jason, um, who's a um, Jason Smith in the Jigba. He's a rookie pick uh, for the Seattle Seahawks. He's the wide receiver three there, uh, so it might not be super relevant, but he broke his finger. He may be out for a couple weeks, expected to be, be back week one. In some quarterback news, uh, we have a couple of starters being named. Um, Purdy, Brock Purdy, is the starter in San Francisco. Uh, surprising for some people. Sam Darnold is the backup instead of Trey Lance. Um, you know, people here discussed that it was not a news, so I'm going to move on. <laughs> in other um, starter news, Baker Mayfield has been named the starter in Tampa Bay over Trey, Kyle Trask. That was the preseason roundup. Any any of any of these get your juices flowing, boys? Not one bit. Are you ready like to move to the important part of the segment? Yeah, yeah it's kind of kind of waiting here okay no Miller. we love you boobin we love you boobin we love you <laughs> tell us but about the bears about, we don't need to see any more commercials of baker mayfield it's fine we could just move on i, I think so. that those years are hopefully done but uh let's talk about the bears that are in your corners some big mm. boys out there this week some big we boys. got some big boys some big bears you know the husky boys <laughs> All right, as most of you know, the Miller's Bears corner dives into the newest and most important Chicago Bears for this upcoming 2023 season. Let me repeat, the upcoming 2023 season. Thank you. This week, we're going to be diving into the offensive line. And two offensive linemen that recently joined the Bears are Darnell Wright and Nate Davis. First up, we have Darnell Wright. Our prize first pick of the 2023 NFL draft, we took with the 10th pick, uh, offensive tackle out of Tennessee, Darnell Wright. Obviously, we all remember all of the buzz that we had at the time with Peter Skaronsky. We had the guy out of Ohio State, but the Bears felt that Darnell Wright was their guy, and they took him. So we'll see. 
Um, uh, first and foremost, even out of the training camp, the biggest thing people are talking about is his size. His size and his power is just overwhelming. And that honestly takes up, a, it allows him to compete and not have his weaknesses shine. And some of his weaknesses are lack of athletic ability as well as his technique. But with his size and power, he's able to recover and recover quickly. And really, he's proven in camp that he's definitely going to be a solid right tackle for the Bears and hopefully for many years to come. Um, the biggest thing that the biggest takeaway that I got in all the draft coverage uh, that we that I heard and talked about was um, the third overall pick, um, which was um, um, Will Anderson, Will Anderson Jr. out of Alabama. He actually credited Darnell Wright. Uh, as the best tackle that he played um, because Darnell Wright was in um, the SEC. So some big props there from a top defensive player. So um, definitely some big props. Hopefully Darnell takes the steps that he's needed. Uh, unfortunately, he's facing a little bit of an injury that we'll get into uh, down the line. But Darnell Wright is the first tackle discussing today. The next bear in the in Miller's Bears corner is going to be the big man the uh, on the right guard, which is Nate Davis. He was our prized offensive line free agent signing. Uh, he was graded as probably the best right guard uh, of the free agent class, actually best guard in the free agent class. So happy, we're happy that uh, Ryan Poles did jump on that and get him. While that was about the most positive of Nate Davis that we've gotten over the last few weeks, it's unfortunately it's taken a downturn since that free agent signing. Um, he just to dive in a little bit to his background, he is really good at run blocking. His weakness is pass blocking, although although over the last few seasons he has improved, so that is a glimmer of hope. But over training camp, his lack of participation in camp. And preseason games has definitely been a red flag. Um, there are multiple stories coming out talking about his lack of wanting to practice, kind of pulling like an Allen Iverson here. And really, there's even information coming out of Tennessee that this was a known thing. So we're hoping as we get closer to the season, he is starting to practice a little bit, but it's touch and go. So we're really hoping this offensive line does gel, especially coming into this critical year for Justin Fields. So the two bears that we're covering in the bears quarter today, Darnell Wright and Wright Davis and Nate Davis, I should say, make up the right side of the bears offensive line. So big news there. So we'll hopefully we see some progress in protection for Sir old Justin. Love it. That's Love a, it. that's great news and all that. I have a question though. Is it just a 2023 bear? So they're not signed for next year. What? You said that this is the 2023 Bears. So the games that are being played in 2024, are they not playing? It's the 2023 season, bro. Come on. <laughs> Go ahead. They will be playing because we're going to the Super Bowl next year to watch them. Um, as we find a calendar for Chris, CJ, Miller to look at and converse, we will move on to our next segment. Who the fuck is Chris? 
<laughs> he's our producer. He's the background. Oh. Uh, Handsome as fuck, then. <laughs> Give or take. Um, so let's talk about the Crosstown Rivals. Uh, moving on, next segment, right? Um, lots oh, of- hey, Boopin, you know what? We'll take it over from here, buddy. Don't you worry. Hey, Miller. In uh, this week's uh, Cubs-White Sox, how are the Cubs doing? <laughs> I saw some titties because we had a shirt off, baby. We had a walk-off from Christopher Morrell. Oh, and it was sweet. It was a little bit after we recorded that episode last week. I'll tell you, some of us were in the dumps. Some of us may have even turned it off. But you know what? I, I turned it off for other reasons, but yes, I did turn off the game. That, But some people were confident. Maybe they might have tuned in on their ESPN app and saw that two people are on base, so they decided to turn on. Maybe that happened, but at least I didn't turn it off because Christopher Morell came up bottom of the ninth, down two, and hit that baby out to right center field and so sweet so sweet winning the crosstown cup and doing what they needed to do because as we said last week these boys needed they couldn't split the series with the white Sox. just they could not it's 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 just one of those things they couldn't do it since then they've they've been okay they've done what we've needed them to do but they haven't done more they've they won the series against um the tigers they just wrapped that up and then they also won the series uh, against the Royals. They just won two out of three, so it wasn't anything crazy. But positives are is they are creeping back up into the division. I think they're three and a half games back, maybe two and a half, depending on what Milwaukee did. Three and a half is confirmed as of right now. They must have won today, unfortunately. But they are in the wild card, second position in the wild card, up by about a half a game, maybe a little bit more. So half they are in confirmed. the playoffs. In the playoffs as of now, which is definitely positive. Big series against Pittsburgh here. They are the bottom dwellers in the National League Central, but you know they're going to pick up a fight. Put up a fight, I should say. Uh, Four-game series. We need to go 3-1 and one because after that, we have a gauntlet. We are playing every single team competing for a playoff position currently in the NL. We, we're going up against the Brewers, the Reds, Diamondbacks, I think maybe the Padres and the Giants. So we we got a tough schedule after this Pirates series, so we need to take advantage. Um, the Cubs just need to keep winning series. I think getting two out of three, they can't do any splits on four-game series. Um, Miller, I don't know what schedule you're looking at. I don't see the Padres. I might have missed up. one out of full five. Sorry. Rockies is um, probably what he meant. But they're not, they're doing nothing. So yeah, they're very, they're, they're in a different state, but again, it's the 2023 season. We know we don't want to confuse anyone else here. Um, the Cubs are doing exactly what Miller and I said we wanted them to do, needed them to do stay in close games, try to win them today. Um, in today's game, they were up four Oh, gave up a grand slam to tie it. But the, Miller's been saying this team has been resilient and they came up with a 6-4 win to help close the series out. But I can't believe I'm going to say this. This is not the biggest news in Chicago baseball. And uh, is this is this my cue? This this can be your cue, but I think Miller uh it's the White Sox, but I think there's something in front of it now. 
Miller. Uh, oh, you're wh- talking about are... the Nashville White Sox. Oh, the Nashville. All White right. Sox. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Well, that kudos. That's what I heard on the street. That's, kudos. It's been reported. Actually. Um, I I cannot believe how effective our podcast is, boys. I I don't know if you guys remember. A couple of weeks ago, we had renamed this section Fire Han. Sell the team, Jerry. Right. Yep, you're right. We were successful. Han is gone, right? Yep. Like, Jerry still owns the team, that so maybe we'll keep the sell the team Jerry section going. But that's the, that's the big news coming out of Southside for the wrong reasons, right? I would rather be talking about them winning games and being uh, competitive this year. But uh, it's not a secret. They The rebuild is a failure. The team has underperformed beyond beyond comprehension. So a lot of us on this podcast were worried that they're going to sell some players, start a rebuild again, but the same people will be in charge and it'll maybe it'll just be a failed attempt. But um, 78-year-old Jerry somehow has a rebuild, like not just a rebuild, a complete rebuild in him. And he's, he got rid of Rekhan. And the GM as well, uh, Kenny Williams. Um, so that's what we made the news for, uh, right? Um, supposedly, Williams is... Uh, the statement from Jerry was like, um, you know, they're family. They've been with us. We have won a World Series with them. Um, all that touchy-feely, goody things. But a lot of noise is coming from the background as to what's happening. Kenny Williams supposedly was a big egomaniac. And if the broadcaster said something that didn't jive with them or something, they would get a text or an email threat from Kenny. Obviously, they didn't share this when they were with the team, but all of that is coming out. Um, So uh, a podcast I listened to from the White Sox, um, Frank Thomas actually sent them two champagne glasses toasting as they were doing the podcast. Uh, So like, I don't know. It's I, I it should it's something that should have been done, but. Was I hoping they would do it? Yes, but I didn't think it would happen because we have not done the right thing for a very long time. This seems to be... I I want more changes in the team for sure, but I think this is a good start, boys. I The fact that this happened is probably the the biggest news out there. Um, but what what still remains sad about all of this is that there's still uncertainty with your team. Because Jerry is still going to try to find someone that is going to work with him and not someone that we were kind of talking about before where it's like you want to change the culture and and things like that. I think any GM that comes in and wants to get the fans back, Ozzy's now in play uh, for sure. I think a couple episodes, we even said that that's not going to happen if the same crew was here. That's now in play. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens but i i still don't think that is even the biggest news i don't know if jerry fucked up and wanted to leak the relocation news first before firing let's get we'll get get that in a second okay now that you guys have discussed everything we knew as of last night let's discuss all the fun things that depressed more Sox fans today shall we go ahead obviously we know rick and kenny were fired yesterday well, today, Bob Nightingale, who's a 
you could say he's got a bit of a sketchy past as far as his reports are concerned. But the one thing you cannot say is his, and you can't dispute, is the past White Sox report. He was the one that came out first about Tony La Russa and the signing back in the day. So he reported this morning that the White Sox, although there were some candidates thrown out there, such as C.O. Epstein, who obviously we know what he did for the Cubs, they stated that the White Sox were going to go in a different direction. They were going to promote Chris Getz, who's currently in charge of their minor league operations and player development. Mind you that their minor leagues is ranked bottom five teams in the league, maybe. So not only are they not shaking it up, as you will, I mean, I guess you can say they did with the Rick Hahn and the Kenny Williams firing, but promoting somebody internal to run this organization, is that really shaking it up? To add on to that, it seems like you guys are trying to emulate the Kansas City Royals, and we all, do we really want to emulate that organization? Because Chris Getz is from that, Pedro Griffold is, is, is from that team, and then you're also talking about they're also considering a guy from the Rangers uh, who is also from uh, the Kansas City Royals. So obviously this isn't official yet. This is all speculation at this point. But it not I, I, can't, I can't even speak because it's hilarious watching this team. Not only that, not only that, let's get it gets better. It gets better. Guess who's helping with the GM search, Boopin? Do you know? Tony LaRusa. That's so sweet, isn't it? The guy that you guys basically fired last year for being a manager. He is now helping with the GM search. Oh, and for the record, Reinsdorf is 87 years. I I, I was about to say, I, I, I messed the numbers up. He's 87. Uh, don't but... worry. Miller's messing up numbers too. White Sox are currently ranked 20th in their farm system. Well, this is after all the trades we made, but no, Miller's right. So, um, one thing I was thinking as you were talking, Miller, is like if I'm 87, I probably like talk to my people my age, right? Like connect with people my age. That's what they are probably friends. Tony Larusa is his buddy, and be like, "Hey, buddy, I need help." And be like, "I'm right there, buddy." It's probably what's happening. Yeah, yeah I'm sure Tony Larusa is really connected in the inner workings of the GM search. It's just um, it's it's stupid and it, your organization's still dysfunctional, which is why we should still call this segment Fire Jerry, because realistically, you guys aren't doing shit until he's gone. But to Chris's point, that lease is expiring in six years and there might be in Nashville sooner than you think. I mean, could it be? Absolutely. He's a businessman. We'll make the right deal. So who knows? Uh, could be in play. I'm not saying it's not, but um so you're um, accepting the fact that you're the team that you follow may not be in the same city you live in in the next six years. I mean, I'm I'm accepting or that after Chicago six years, Bears. I guess I should say not not in the next. Six it's years. not necessarily his choice. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like this is this is the thing that gets me a little bit sometimes about that environment. Granted, you guys haven't had a good baseball team. I get that you guys don't necessarily want to go to the stadium and support that team. I know some people are on a boycott, but even before the boycott, I don't see fans in your stadium. Hell, we help you guys sell during the Crosstown games. 
No, they did okay last year I mean, when they were doing yeah, okay. You can't like, you can't judge that based on this season. I mean, they are literally the no, laughing no, 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 stock no, no. I, what I'm saying though is, in the last five years, the Sox have never been a top ten ticket selling. Yes, they year. have. They have in not. 21. They were top they were, ten. I don't know. They if were not. COVID. I, they were not. I mean, I don't are, know about are, top wait, 10. Are, Do you have a source? Because I have a source, and it says they're not. What, what, I figured they were they were won like ninety something games. Yeah, they were like not the, top ten. That playoff game. That what playoff. were they then? Source. Well, I closed it. Let me find out. Mm. Convenient. Uh, anyway, I just what I wanted to say was like, um, totally lost my feelings. The White Sox in twenty twenty two were nineteenth. Uh, twenty twenty one. Uh, they were 14th, 2020, there was no attendance, and then 2019th, they were 23, according to ESPN.com. Yeah. Like Disappointing. I mean, that's sad. I wanted to say it was when the team was doing well, they were like, are there like 30 teams in baseball? Something like that. They what like year top. did you guys win the World Series? 2005, I think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, regardless. In your 2005, when you guys won the World Series, you guys were 17th. Okay, how about 2006, the year after? Uh, the year after. Hey, what do we mean? We're going to search top, every that's year. Your top, hey, good call, Boopin. That's your top 10. You guys were ninth. Yeah, so like that's what I'm saying. Like, If they put a good team together. I just remember that blackout game against the Astros, I think it was. And, dude, the environment. Well, playoff baseball is playoff baseball. I know, but like environment is incredible. You, like, if they put a shitty team, yeah, people won't come. Like, is that surprising? No, but like when they put. You can't say no. that. You, see, you can't say see, that. He just proved you wrong. Yeah, and you see, had a, here's the you thing. You had the team in, in 2021 that won like we were top 90 four the Cubs, games. We the, were Cubs were, the Cubs last year. 50% they, is good? The Cubs last year, they were 11th. The Cubs in 2021 were 9th. Well, you can't compare it to the Cubs. No, no, no. But the reason that I'm comparing and again, is because it's two Chicago teams. It's not to say that the market's 50-50. The market is not 50-50 if these numbers show anything. Now, I mean, my question I mean, to Boopin, my question is like, is like a touristy activity, not as much. It is. You're absolutely, I will give you, I will give you 100% and, credit. And WGN, like I work with more coworkers that are probably Cubs fans, like, and they live in California and Nashville and all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Right. So WGN helped. But, and so my question was going to be to, to Boopin, and, and this is, this is kind of where I was, I was leaning towards. The market is obviously not 50-50 between both teams. The market, I would say, is 70-30, given the numbers that I would give. If you're owner of a team, are you comfortable with that kind of market share? Like, no. I, I, I'm fine with them moving. It just it sucks that they are thinking about it. I don't want them to leave because that's my parents' favorite team. I mean, like, my, I've spent I, so much money on Sox memorabilia for my dad that I, he's probably going to not even want to be a Cub fan because he's still a Sox you know, fan for life, but like, I mean, that's the part that sucks for me. Realistically, it's probably not going to happen. But do, I think do I, I think I, it can. Do I happen. want them to move? No. Like, like, can I see them? Do you moving? see them moving though? Do you like, see them moving? Probably okay, not. There's a difference between probably moving not? and moving okay. out of state. Realistically, they're. I think they're going to stay where they're at. I think they've been there so long. It is a great field. It's better than Wrigley, in my opinion. Um, and it's grown so much. It's it's. It's a destination. They're trying. Um, They're the, trying to the make attendance. It the attendance is an issue, but it's been an issue for ever since they. Yeah, for like over what 
hundred years almost. They've always been second tier to the Cubs. It, they will always be your second. And that's what I was going to say. No matter how You're, good they are, because of the national prominence that the Cubs have. Mm-hmm. So now, well, my, and then my question to the group, and, and I don't want to make this too long, but I think we had to make this long because it is big news. If you are an owner of a team and you're seeing that the other team that's a couple miles north of you has more attendance, has more money coming in, you have a better stadium, but you don't have a better team, wouldn't you want a fresh start at a, at a team that you can get 100% of the market share? Maybe. Like, but 100% of what? In like, are of you the talking city Nashville? that you're going to be representing. Like, is Nashville really that big? Like, Are they really a baseball town? You can argue no. Like where are they? Where else? You are can they argue go? no, I but mean, you can definitely at, see Nashville being a. a there are, like Tennessee, they have a football team. They they're they they're hosting the world. Game. They're hosting a World Cup game. They don't have a basketball team. Yeah, no. but they if they if they if the M, if the NBA was going to expand, definitely Nashville would be a part of it. I don't know. I just it's, don't know if there's a fan the base. There. Like I I think it's a really good question, Chris CJ. Uh, is that if I'm an owner, like, am I taking into consideration that I'll always be second fiddle yes, baseball that team? Is, in this? That's the point. Like, yes. like I, I don't even know what the calculation is. I think what you said is right. Like, do I say 30% is the best I can do or 40% is the most? Exactly. Uh, like, five sellouts is the most I'll do. Do I say that? But I think the fans have proved over and over again that if they put a good team, they will show up. They It may not be top 10 numbers, but they do show up. So is that reason enough to stay there? I don't know. I'm not part of this conversation. Okay. But it would be like I, I was, I'm more asking from that perspective because that's the way I see it. The way I see it is from the owner's mindset because when the Cubs were looking to to leave the the, the neighborhood, everyone was up in arms of like, where where we're going to go. Rosemont offered them their land for like a dollar which was was kind of weird. Do you see the White Sox leaving their area and going into like a downtown area or going to like an outskirt where like United Center is at or something like in that kind of aspect where maybe that might be able to get you more more fans to come in because it's already near that little expansion that the United Center did. I mean, this... no, they're not going to get more fans. There's no, they're not going to get more marketplace. Then the I, only way they get more fans is if the Cubs suck and the White Sox are good for an extended period of time. That's the only way they're going to get fans uh, in this area. I, I just think this is such a big market. Even thirty percent of this market is probably bigger than Nashville. Um, All right, and there are teams around the league that are in more dire straits than Sox. Okay, I thought that. But who was knows? Good Vegas White thought. Sox could sound good too. Um, no, Vegas is getting all the teams, maybe. But uh, before we wrap this segment up and move on to the main segment, maybe we do a quick roundup of the positivity rating, boys. You guys missed it. Uh, I know Cubs were flying high last week in the eights and nines, I believe. Uh, give me your. No, positive. we were in the sevens and eights. Thank S- you. Eight and a half eights. for me. I'm a nine, baby. The Cubs. The Cubs are doing exactly what they're doing. They're projected to make the playoffs either as a wild card or as a division winner. I think my statement from last week stays that entering September, the Cubs have to stay within three games to be competitive in the NL Central. If they're not, then they need to focus on the wild card. Pitching is still going to be a thing. I I do still feel like if pitching was great, you'd, you'd hear me say 10. But right now, I'm... <laughs> The the only believer at the beginning of the year that said the Cubs would make the playoffs continues to be right. Let's go high nines, baby. You you and your fucking off the chart 
tens. Tens are World Series contenders. If we were the if Atlanta you Braves, make the playoffs tens. in baseball, no, no, you have a no, shot of no. winning the whole damn thing. I understand thing. that, but a 10 is a World Series contender in my book. Uh, I'm going to stick with a seven. Starting pitching is definitely a concern. Drew Smiley continues to just get hammered as the replacement for Stroman. So we definitely have to see some improvement there. And some of the bats are starting to not be as hot. So I'm still the seven, still higher than I was at the beginning. Um, definitely excited for this stretch run. But so continue. And I'm watching, man. It's it's fun. Good baseball all around. That's for sure. Yep. Um, on the south side, I've been in the dumps, zeros and ones, I think, for the most part. Um, I'm not thrilled with the new GM being named, um, you know, kind of out of the blue, not someone we expected them to name. Also, it's too early, right? Hopefully, it takes some time to do their due diligence. But I want to be excited. I'll give them a three, you know? You know what? I, I don't agree. I'm a five for you guys. It's a reset. I think a reset of... What are of, you of... talking about? They f- they fired the two people that needed to go that we've been talking about in this whole podcast. I'm just saying, Boobin, you might be a three, but because they fired two people, give them plus two. Just go at a solid five. If you don't like what happens next week, go ahead and drop it. <gasps> I think a five. five. No, I, 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 I get it. What wrong with you? You no, know no, what I'm, no, I'm no, trying no, to help you. Trash. I'm trying to raise. Listen, I'm a solid nine. You have no idea Your what my positivity is. My no, no. positivity is exploding to other people, and I want to explode inside you, Boobin. I want to explode my positivity <laughs> inside you, and I want to give you a five. So, like, is this now the Chris's Bears corner? <laughs> Who the fuck is Chris? <laughs> okay. CJ's Bears corner. <laughs> I think I figured it out. Miller, whatever CJ says, take down two points, and that's the actual rating, okay? I you don't said, know. Listen. You said seven, he said nine. I said Listen, three, this, he said five. You know what this so. team is? You know what this Cubs <gasps> team is? This Cubs this is team funny. is that hot blonde in high school that she knew was hot. You know what I'm saying? But... She Get didn't want. She didn't want anyone. On. She didn't want anyone until break. prom season was coming. Baby. Promise coming. Prom is our He's fucking playoffs, baby. He something. Um, if for those who don't know, Chris is single and ready to mingle. So you know, hit, hit him up. Explode inside anyone, baby. Oh no. Okay. I'll, I'll, we need some. We'll edit up, that out. We'll edit and, that part out. Clean up in out six. Clean up in out six. We need clean a up break. in out nine, baby. <laughs> Uh, We need a break. So we'll see you guys with the main segment right after this. All right. Welcome back. Now, the main segment today is on the Bears. You know, week two. The Bears. The Bears. Bears Good Lord, that was fucking loud. Bears season's upon us. As you can tell from the repeated Bears corners that we've been doing, uh, it is it is Bears season. Whoa, 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 hold on. Sorry, sorry to cut you off. I hate doing this to you, Boobin, because I know you're the host and everything. Only one of us is working these corners. Let's not say we here. I don't know. You were close last segment. I was close, but let's just okay. let's call a spade a spade here. No one was working the corner, hopefully. It was just bears were in the corners. That's what I thought was happening. But anyway. And um, Miller was running to <laughs> it was it, Miller owned the corner. That's all I was going to say. I didn't say Miller was in the corner, working the corner, none of that. That was all you. But um, talking about preseason, um, especially the last one, most of us didn't see it. We were supposed thinking of traveling to the game. Thankfully, we didn't because... 
none of the starters played, right? Fields, who's our startup, has only played seven snaps so far in the preseason, right? Um, as a fan, are you concerned um, about his playing time? You know, he's, I guess it's his second year in the system, so you know, maybe that's why they're playing him less. But any concerns going into the season? Will it hurt him, help him? What do you guys think? I believe the the fact that he didn't play is a concern. I also feel bad for any Bears fans that traveled to go and possibly just see him pick up the ball, spin it, do something interesting with it. They didn't even get that. Um, but yeah, I think we can't we can't go into this season and only say that of the seven snaps he's seen or we've seen that this Bears offense is exactly where we need him to be. So I'm very disappointed that we didn't play more. I get that. It's a safety concern. You don't want people to get hurt. But I also believe that there's a reason why we went to three um, preseason games. When we extended the season, it was for that reason. These games are just becoming useless. I think people are now more interested in the Twitter reports of what's happening at each practice, and they're more content with that. If that's the way to go, I don't even think we should even bother having it. But it it is the NFL. They want to make their money. Miller, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm on the same page. It's definitely disappointing because realistically, Justin Fields has thrown three passes and none of those went past the line of scrimmage. So I don't necessarily think that's a positive. I I will say that a lot of people going into this week, the Indianapolis week, and uh, going into the joint practices and the game, a lot of people came out and they said that the joint practices were going to be more beneficial than the game itself anyways. So I, while I understand that thought process from Iberflus, I don't support it. Yes, Justin Fields has had flashes continuously throughout this preseason, but most of the times those flashes are not in 11-on-11 drills. And the bottom line is when you're playing on Sunday, that is 11 on 11. You got offensive linemen, tight ends, and wide receivers out there. So the fact that he is not getting reps in that situation and being successful in that situation is concerning. Now, hopefully they don't just shut him down and they don't play him week three. Or I hope they do, so at least he gets some more snaps. But this guy's got to throw, man. He's got to be in game environments, and we haven't seen that. This is going to be his biggest year of probably his career. He's either going to take the next step or he's going to fall flat on his face. So we'll see. And the lack of reps in the preseason game environment is definitely concerning. Yeah, this has been a weird offseason too. Um, like CJ said, there used to be four games. Like second and fourth game, you could kind of see starters for some time, limited time, extended time. Now there's three, so it's hard to see is game two the real game and game one and three are just washes. Uh, it, it's been really hard to um, like figure that out because yep. Patrick Mahomes, like one of the best quarterbacks, has played a lot in the preseason. Uh, Aaron Rodgers had not played in the preseason, but supposedly he's going to play in game three. So it's been a little weird to follow, too. Boopin, let me add two more points, if you don't mind. Uh, One, obviously, we do read the reports. We know that the coach said that during the week when they were in joint practices, he saw that uh, Fields was winning a lot or that the team, I shouldn't say Fields, but that the team was looking really good during the joint practices and that was enough for him. That's great. It's a bullshit answer because preseason games are televised. We don't get to see that. 
that that's fine. If that's the route that he wants to go, he's the coach. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but I do believe that that's a bullshit response. And secondly, you're you're absolutely right. It also does bring into question like what's going to end up happening in week three? Are the Bears going to play teams or are they going to say, hey, you know what? We want to keep everyone healthy. And because we want to keep everyone healthy, we Miller and I discussed it a little bit after the show last week. I forgot. I completely forgot. There's no cut weeks anymore. And that was also another thing where during each preseason game a couple years ago, they, they would have to lower the roster size to a certain number and people would start getting cut. So that's why these preseason games were always important to watch and to, and to follow. But now I think they just have to Miller, correct me if I'm wrong. I think they just have to get to a certain number uh, by like Tuesday before the season starts or something like that. I think it's next, next week. I think it's next Monday Someday or Tuesday is when okay. they have to get to 53. Yeah, it's after the third preseason game. So I will say I, I get I agree. Like I said before, Fields should have played, but everything coming out of the joint practices was that it was very physical. We know football is a very physical sport. That's the reason why they play once a week. So if it's a, if it was as physical as they say, maybe that turnaround was an issue. But um, again, uh, I will see. I mean, it'll be in the books, man. When they yeah. walk out against the Packers, if they lay a fucking egg because Fields didn't play in preseason game two or three, that's the reason for it. Right and you know there. what's and you know not even that. I think I I don't know if you remember Boopin, but when we were talking about like the schedules and stuff like that, I even said like week one, I have the Bears losing because it traditionally the Bears are never a big start fast kind of team. This is now to me. I I don't I don't I I I didn't watch much of the of the game. I did I did watch a couple of the highlights, but for me, it's like if the main guy is not showing up in these games, and then that first game goes to shit. All of this is going to get questioned. Everything, and that's that's the thing about Monday morning quarterbacking is that's that 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 annoys me. But we now are part of it, so we I'm pretty sure I'll be the first to bash and say like, hey, you should have played your team more and whatnot. But there was a time where game three out of four preseason games, we saw them for a whole half. And yeah, now okay. we're we didn't we don't we don't see anything. So I'm I'm very disappointed, but I think week one now, especially with what uh the field's contract situation is gonna look like, where the team is looking like, what the next draft picks is looking like, week one is now the biggest star that is on the schedule for the Bears. And that and to already have that kind of pressure week one is disappointing because if we at least saw some progress during the preseason games we can at least say hey yeah but we saw what they were struggling with we know what needs to get worked on but i mean you guys are going to talk more about some points uh that that occurred I i'm very disappointed no I, I think i think that's very fair um like the two things i can think of one it's a year two in the system maybe you know, you don't need as much reps as maybe a Jordan Love or somebody. That's one thing I think of. The other thing is, like, someone, I think CJ, you brought it up. It's like the playbook, right? Like, maybe you want to keep some of the things you want to do kind of a yep. secret. Like, maybe those are the two things I would give them. But again, I'm also disappointed. I wanted to see him out there more. I just want to see a fluid passing game. I don't, I don't have to see like 80 yard bombs, but like right. just them moving the chains and looking like. Productive. More wide receiver screens that work, for God's sakes, or a running game. No, that can I want get... to see the guy throw the ball down the field. 
I, I know you want to fu- see that from a Justin Fields perspective. I'm saying from like a team perspective. I want to see the O-line block. I Who the fuck see... cares about the team? Give me that seven-yard <laughs> seven slant. Give me that seven-yard slant that throw by Fields hits DJ Moore perfectly, and he fucking... I don't want negative seven air yards for Justin Fields in the first three preseason games. Sorry. It's um, not what I signed up for. But talking about positivity, our there we third- go. Our third string quarterback, our second string quarterback, ooh, not much positivity there. <laughs> but the third string quarterback, he is creating a drama for himself and raising his stocks higher. Um, you know, looks like a fighter, Tyson Bagent, Bagent. How do you say it? Bagent. Bagent. Agent. Bagent to you. Agent Bagent. Uh, I think he rushed for a touchdown too, didn't he? I think like he stretched. Oh yeah. 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 Again, he's creating some buzz, at least on Reddit, uh, if not everywhere, uh, with the Bears fan. So, you know, um, I know most. Well, but yeah, talk about how. Well, when any when Justin Fields when Justin Fields doesn't play, what else are you going to reach for? When PJ Walker, all he does is throw shit. You only you have to rely on somebody to be positive, and that was definitely Tyson. He he. A fun fact here: he's the. PFF's third highest rated quarterback in the first two preseason say, two preseason games from quarterbacks that have thrown or have dropped back 14 times. The ones above them, first is Aiden O'Connell from like Vegas, <sighs> and second is Pat Mahomes. I well, hate it's, that it's, like that. It's for, eliminating threw, the people. So who's that the have, one that who's higher if they threw 15 or 13? No, it's eliminating the people that have thrown like five pass oh, or okay, had like fair. five dropbacks. Right, that's fair that's fair i'm in so i'm already in mid-season the, mode with those stats i hate I get, stats I get where, where it's like it's, Miller, it's, it's, how dare you talk positively stat. about the bears tell me how about the steelers I? tell me about the steelers how they hey the steelers look great brother i don't know what you're talking about the steelers okay. are looking good we we're seeing a live oh. transformation from a Bears fans to a Steeler fan in front of no, us. No, listen, I am I am a diehard. You guys know this. As much as I like to troll, I am a huge Bears fan. But what I hate <laughs> is that sometimes I I hate that just homerisms take over, and it's just don't don't drink this don't drink the homer soup. That's Says the guy who rated a Cubs a nine and a half that we are homers. <laughs> no, 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 no. How dare they you? Even they might the not. Cubs even are a nine. The Cubs are a nine. No, you said nine and a half. I just said nine. What do you mean? You said nine and a half. You definitely said when? nine and a half at one point. You said nine and a half. We Today I said tape. nine. And a, no, I said nine. I'm positive we, I said nine. We can check the tape. Nine and a half. We'll check the tape and I'll prove you got wrong. But um, Miller, question for you: um, the fact that one of your Bears hasn't played a down either in preseason, you concerned? Who? Nate, Nate Davis. Davis. I don't. I mean, first of all, he's not the most important player on the team. That's Justin Fields. Second of all, he's proven who he is, so you know who he is. He's been in the league for four years. He's been a solid run blocker, and he's improving on his passing the last two. You know what you're getting out of him. Now, if there's an injury concern that we haven't really heard a lot about, maybe, but I'm not concerned about veteran players. I'm concerned about a guy that threw for 2,000 yards last year that hasn't shown that he can consistently throw the ball and lead his team with his passing ability. I don't want a rushing quarterback. I want a guy that can pass consistently. We have the weapons to do that this year. Now, the biggest question mark here is the offensive line. Like we talked about, Nick Davis hasn't had a lot of playing time. 
We now have Tevin Jenkins, who has a leg injury that is going to keep him out up to five weeks, pretty much guaranteed to miss the season opener. That has led to Cody Whitehair, who was the center, moving over to guard position and now our favorite center of all time, who we sound last year, who was a complete sack of shit, Patrick, um, leading the way at center. So the bottom line is we have some concerns with the offensive line, which doesn't help. Darnell Wright pulled up with a leg injury. We don't know his status. So I'm not concerned with a guy that is a veteran. I'm concerned with a guy with the guy in the prime with all the spotlight on him with fields. This is his year. He either is going to step, take a step forward or he's not. So, so that's what I'm concerned with. So let me throw in a little bit of uh, a little bit of preseason panic here. Miller bears don't make the playoffs. What do we do with our first round pick next year? How many yards does Fields throw? For? Yeah. <laughs> We're going back to this. I'm not gonna. Go. Thirty six hundred. <laughs> you if gave he a number. Throws... Oh, good lord! Wait a minute. You didn't hear? He said thirty six hundred, Miller. I know. We we're not. I mean, playoffs are irrelevant. I still have a lot of question marks on defense. Yeah. We have question marks on the offensive line. Like if the we offensive line here. is hurt like that, like forget playoffs. No, no, no. Don't give me the bullshit about fields in the offensive line. I'm not. That's not flying. I'm what do you mean? That's the, the main thing that's been reported breath. the last three days is how the offensive line is in shambles. I understand that, but this kid, you can't end at the end of the season and sit there and say, "Oh, Justin Fields threw for 2,400 yards," but the offensive line had a lot of issues. Hey, no, hey, 3,600. Get it right, 3,600 yards. If he throws for 3,600, we're if not. If he throws with a quarterback, I was gonna say, if he throws for 3,600 with a broken offensive line. Just like last pay, year. Pay the man. Pay like, the man. Realistically, if he throws for 32 or 33 and adds 700 yards, which was Lamar's MVP season that we talked about a few weeks back, we're not going to be getting another quarterback. If he takes a step with the yardage and he proves that he can be a passer in this league, he's going to be the future of the Bears. And it should be bright. All right. So no. getting back to the preseason game, because we obviously uh, you can kind of tell we we are still kind of just focused on the main people, but the fact that the Bears did, I, I don't think it was a high scoring game. Um, are you guys worried about the playbook that was brought out in preseason two? Like, do you guys feel like that is also like our live playbook that we'll be using in the future, or do you feel like these are just plays to get some of these guys that are on the bubble to shine or to see if they're worth uh, keeping when the cuts are in? I don't know. These coaches are smarter than me. I doubt that they're going to be showing anything of importance, um, especially with their backups playing. Yeah, and the um, the other thing is, like, some of these players that get cut are signed by your divisional players too, you know, or teams you play later in the year. I think Belichick famously does that. So I, I think there's some truth to that. While you may know the basic elements of what you're going to do, there's probably, like, at this point, I think you know if you're running with the ones or the twos or the threes, right? So if you're on the threes, yeah. you're probably on the bubble. If you're on the twos, you may have a shot. You need to make a play or like do something amazing. I feel like they know where they are. I, I watch Hard Knocks, and it's super enlightening. Like They basically say, okay, one's in the offense, two's in the defense. So they already know what, what group they're running with. Yeah. I guess the reason that I'm asking is because the Bears only scored seven in the first half. 
third quarter, I guess they only got a field goal. And then the fourth quarter, the Colts outscored them 17 to seven. That's kind of where I was leaning towards on, on, on this question. Um, I do, I do feel like, you know, I, I think, uh, Burns got 40 yards. That's what I'm looking at right now. So that's, that's good. I think that's, that's something that we, you and I Miller, we, we had discussed, but he did have a fumble. Um, so that's kind of where I'm leaning towards as far as what I'm seeing on the uh, on the preseason side. Again, yep. I don't um, I don't put much solace in the preseason games other than the overall performance scored 17 points. I mean, we didn't even have our first team out there. So, <sighs> yeah, no, that sounds know. fair. It's it's been a tough offseason, honestly. Well, hard to... It has been. It's been a different offseason that we're used to. I think. The fact that we are putting this much emphasis on, well, I'll say some people, because there are some some homers out there that are that are probably putting more emphasis than I would. Um, but it it is interesting. Although Miller, I don't want to make this too long, but just I know we haven't really discussed it. I know you don't put too much thought into preseason. How come? Just out of curiosity, what, what what's your mindset when you're looking at these preseason games? Like, what do you look for? Like, if you don't put that much thought, like, like, what is one thing that you kind of can say, like, hey, this is what I want to see? Or I don't know. I, I just agree with you. I don't. The, I just didn't get the vibes for this week, too. I, I mean, I guess I shouldn't say that I don't put because I did put a lot of stock in week one of the performance of the. Defense, I did exactly. Like, yes, the eight sacks, I, was, I would the agree. Four turnovers, but this week, just like with the joint practices, that them highlighting it was a that, downer. They didn't really. It was a even, downer being a fan watching yeah, this. I believe it was. It was. It was a downer. They didn't. Boobin, put a lot did you of have the same effect focus on the game itself? Yeah, like I, I think for me it was hearing that we weren't going to see Fields out there when, when uh, Richardson was. Uh, I, was he announced the starter during yeah. this week or was it after the game? I can't no, recall. No, I think it was before the week. It was, it was before. before because so, he didn't play either. Yeah, and so like they gave something for like the fans to be excited about, but he didn't play. So like I don't know. I just felt very down um, reviewing the game here. I, I I've been I've been I'll be honest. I, I'm I am looking more at the Cubs games just because it, we do have like that excitement with it. I was hoping. I'm hoping. You know what? Here, I'll, let me put some positivity out there. Preseason game three. Give me a quarter of first of firsts. Of first, Seriously, uh, yeah. Give me a quarter, but the yeah, concerns on the quarter. offensive line are concerns. Yeah, just give us give but, us something to go into Green Bay without shitting the bed before it starts. Because I tell you, if preseason week three our O line looks like shit, we are not winning against Green Bay. I will <sighs> I will go ahead and call it. What if our O line comes out looks like shit and feels looks like shit in preseason three? I mean, this whole city would be in an uproar. W- the Chicago Fire 2.0. That's what I honestly believe. No, I'm kidding. I honestly think the homers and our group, and p- collectively the homers in our group, are going to start to panic. I honestly believe that. I again, I think the panic is like, how far do you see them going? I want to see them be just like better put together, more competitive. That's what I want to see. Right? No playoffs. So from a show, no from a show of so from a show of comments, how much do you value? the weekly, the daily reports from Twitter. How much do you guys are putting that? Are you putting that a lot higher than the actual games now? What well, I mean, in one sense, play. we haven't, they've had, he's had fucking seven snaps, Justin Fields. Like, what are you supposed to take? I don't know. I put the Twitter comments more. I, honestly, I put more value in the Twitter comments from the, 
the guys that cover because they are giving you storylines. They're giving you the highlights. They're talking about fields overall. How is he progressing and stuff like that? I mean, we haven't seen anything from him. He is obviously you've listened to me talk the last 10, 15 minutes. He's my number one priority. He's the only person. I expect the bears to win at least seven games this year. If they don't do this, it would be a failure in my eyes. Um, you need to improve. Wow, this strong. is the year to improve. Yeah. Boopin, I, I, I'm normally the one with strong, uh, strong opinions here. I don't know that that sounded extreme to me, but I, I mean, we I have a top have to five, agree with the boy. We have a top no. five schedule of the, no. I mean, our schedule is shit. No, like I, I, I see what Miller's saying. Like, because of big year, like next year we either decide we pay him, we go a different direction with the quarterback, right? It's a lot up in the air, and he has like the 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 excuses we've been making for him, right? We have sort of addressed that he has better offensive weapons. The O lines coming together might need one more, couple more pieces. So I see why you want to see more. And he's not saying you better throw for 5,000 yards. He's saying throw for 3,000, 3,500, and then we talk. Well, to be fair, we started a couple weeks ago saying over 4,000. It then dropped to under well, 4,000, and now we're it. above it's three. He so. said it. He said it. Okay, 4,000 yards. I mean, I'm, I'm um, sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Miller. Keep in mind, we're gonna last, year, last year, they were one in six in games decided by... Seven points or less, including the Washington that game that uh, Mooney dropped it on the goal line. So they definitely, uh, Miller, with a few more things, they could have won. Last question then. The Bears are one in five. Is it time for Pulse to make midseason trades? Yes or no? There's not the trades in the NFL. Like, I mean... There could be. We've we talked about the names uh, already. We've Boopin has definitely given like names of of players that we could see moving throughout the year, and if they don't move before the season starts, this isn't the MLB, dude. But the Bears have the Bears have the cap. They have the draft. You don't think that what I'm saying is if the Bears are one in four or whatever the record is, it's it's a low record. It's not where you expect them to be. Does polls make trades to make this team stronger for a playoff push? Or do you think that the Bears are just going to eat shit and that's that's basically what they're gonna get? I don't see a guy like Ryan Poles making trades to give up draft capital. I think okay. he's a guy that wants draft capital. So I don't gotcha. see him trading and I don't think there's any pieces. So you don't see team. him trading a first for like a high offensive line or, or something no. like that. Not no. in during the season, not during the season, not or during Boopin. Well, we talked about this in the Taylor trade, right? He, he yeah. would be a prime candidate, but I think if we were contending or even in the, like the Cubs are, even if they're running to make the wild card or something, I can see that. But I think we are probably one year away from that. To be like that's where okay and, and i are in the same i think we would definitely be still a year away no matter what what occurs here so you don't do that mid-season they don't do that as much in the nfl this isn't the mlb mlb does it other leagues don't. The, the, but the times that do that they do happen in the nfl site you see the impact a lot like you see their really impact. robert quinn really well it depends which side you're looking at the trade i mean like the Think of it this way too. Like I can see if Jets are like there and the O line sucks, I can see a Bakhtiari being moved, or maybe even Devante if like someone goes down if they need help in the offense. I think. Yep. I don't know. Like the 
they it's possible for sure yeah it's like it's possible i think i don't know like i can still see jonathan taylor going to the bills and that would be awesome if that happens but anyway let's run the ball all right uh lots of good football talk lots of good sports talk overall if you guys are good with it i think i'm gonna call it for today uh thank you for listening to another episode of the trio positivity podcast definitely more positivity today than we have had in the past i think but definitely yeah some... i got boobin to go to a five <laughs> uh we're still debatable but maybe we can agree on a four halfway between but i'll no. take a four i'll take a four i got you i got you one higher i'll take it um you know um i'm glad we got some positivity into your life hope you hope we put a you know, some some positive spin on things. Uh, we're a young podcast, so let us know how we did. Any and all feedback is appreciated. Maybe someday in the near future, we'll have more positivity coming out of the Chicago scene. Until then, we can suffer in the misery together. On that positive, positive note, goodbye.